dealerships need to realize is that there's never one strategy that exists. You guys are constantly running multiple strategies. Mm-hmm. But the messaging with all those strategies come back. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always get defined by what those brand pillars, in this mm-hmm. case, those those five principles, principles of, awesome. of awesome. Exactly. Good evening and welcome to the After Hours with Jay podcast, your late night source for automotive sales and marketing tips. Tonight, Jason is hanging out with Raj Day of Scarborough Kia. They'll be jamming about sales within the dealership and the ever-changing customer dynamic. Stick around, grab a beverage, and get ready to learn Raj's five principles of awesomeness. With your late-night host, Jason Harris. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. You know, Raj, thank you so much for taking the time, you know, to come jam with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. You know, and anytime I can share a beer with a friend, I'm always down for it. You know, cheers. Thank you. You know, it's cool because, you know, we've been connected on LinkedIn for a while. You know, we've been engaging with each other for a few times. And this is the first time we actually get to really sit down and kind of jam with each other. So that's one of the real fun parts about doing this, right, is that you get to meet and new people and yeah. you get to jam with them and just yeah. kind of learn about who they are yeah. and how they got started. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think that's a great place for us to start. So you know, what is that? So the people out there that don't know who Raj is, you know, what's that two minute, you know, origin story that is Raj? <laughs> all right. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, you know um, I, I actually work at Scarborough Kia. Um, sales manager at Scarborough Kia and uh, been in sales for about uh, 19 years now, right? You're a lifer. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, last it <laughs> long, right? Uh, been through it all. I mean, you know, I've seen ups and downs of the market and, uh, you know, went from a salesperson to actually from a car jockey to sales uh, a salesperson and then a sales manager now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of uh, transition, you know what I mean? And obviously working hard um, and, and believing myself, you know, and, uh, and understanding, you know, what is the purpose, you know, mm-hmm. and why I should do this. And I think that's important to everybody, you know. Um, you've got to believe in your brand. For sure. Number one. And uh, to understand the, you know, how does your brand, you know, benefits. And I actually think that's probably a great place to start, right? Yeah. Because branding is a huge part of what, you know, um, marketing, you know, in our industry is right now, right? You know, it's gotten to the point now where we're doing a lot less selling, a lot more branding, Mm -hmm. which I think is what, and the reason that we're doing that is because that's what the customer's looking for. Exactly. You know, at the end of the day, they've been sold on the car. You know, you've been in the industry long enough to remember, you know, customers used to visit seven dealerships before they made a purchase, right? And because of that, they had to go to these locations. They had to be able to consume that information before they could actually make an educated decision. Now, we'll spend two, three months online shopping and researching the shit out of the car that we're going to end up purchasing. Now, the next step is just trying to decide which brand I'm going to do business with. And when I use the word brand, I'm not referring to the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I'm referring to the actual Actual individuals that I'm going to have to deal with on a regular basis, you know, through the entire purchase of the process, exactly. the purchase of the vehicle, but then also all the servicing. After the sales, right? That's a big relationship. So important thing for me is, is 
you know, when somebody, when a customer walks into your dealership, you know, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you stand out. Okay, they'll be coming. You know, they, we're we're just looking today. We're not buying anything today. But they will go to six, seven, six, seven different dealerships. But what give give them a reason why they should come to you, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've got people coming from Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Okay? They they left about you know ten different dealerships to come to me, right? You create that effect, right? You sell them on experience, right? And one of the best things that we actually have on the wall in Scarborough Kia is our five principles of awesomeness. I like right? that. That's cool. It's huge, buddy. <laughs> and uh, uh, and and we we have you know we, we have our pride on it. Like you know we are the one that deals with um, uh, experience. Well, that's what it is. Right? Uh, I'm actually curious. What are some of those five principles of awesomeness? Because yep. I'm, I'm yeah, intrigued yeah, yeah. by that. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So five principles of awesomeness is that you know, no pressure selling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Twenty four hours cancellation. Okay. Uh, we are basically, you know, reachable any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then uh, th- there's another one where um, uh, when customer comes in, you know, they need to feel a home. Sure. You know what I mean, like it's if you buy a car from me, I'll make sure that I will be there on your disposal anytime you need me. Right, and that is one of the things that why customers do love us and they refer refer other people. It's relationship development. Exactly. It's it's. What it is is that these five awesome. What is it again? Say five again? principles. Five of principles of awesome. I love that, by yeah. the way. Um, the, these five principles of awesome bring value that exceeds the value of the purchase. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like I'm buying. I'm buying a Kia. Uh, there are 13, 14 locations I can buy a Kia from, exactly. right? But there's this additional value set. With doing business here, these are these five principles of awesome. Exactly. You know, and the cool thing is that these principles, when they are implemented into a sales process, yeah. the byproduct is that it creates an experience for the customer. Exactly. You know, and, and so so everything kind of gets defined off this. So it's cool that you guys have actually gone as far as really defining what your brand oh, is yeah. and defining what those five cornerstones or those pillars of your foundation kind of are, yep. right? Yep. You know, so it's like you set this foundation, it's like here's what our brand stands for. Boom, 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 these five things, yep. right? And, and now it's just a matter of, you know, getting everybody to buy into those. Right. And then how they execute that. So how, what are some of the, you know, how do you guys execute that in the sales process? Yep. So uh, when the customer comes in, um, you know, they uh, they obviously, we do the sales process. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, we, you know, do the walk around and all that and we show them the vehicle, test drives and all that. Um, and then we build value in our product, mm-hmm. right? And one of the number one thing is that, you know, how the customer feels when they come in, right? And, and building... Value as in like um, uh, whether you know a service manager, you know you deal with the uh, you introduce you to uh, the owner or the or the or the general manager. Um, anytime they need anything, you know we are always here for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're just buying a car. That's that's why you can buy a car anywhere else you want. But there's a reason why you should do business with Scarborough Kia, mm-hmm. right? Where the original Kia dealership in the entire uh, Canada, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, Kia is now celebrating 20 years in North America. Okay. Um, and it is important to stretch stretch that out. We're number one rated in the in the, uh, the GTA, mm-hmm. Google Dealer Rater, um, uh, Yelp, and all that stuff. So reviews speaks for itself, right? And that's where you come in as a, as a salesperson, but like you know, listen, these are all my thing, and you can actually just you know figure it out yourself. Well, they support those those five principles, right? Right. 
I mean, it's just like, look, we, we live and die by these five principles. Yep. So much so that, look, at here's what the byproduct is. Exactly. The byproduct is look at these Google reviews. Exactly. Look at our dealer rate reviews. Exactly. I mean, the, the only way you get to this is if you live and die by, by these principles. Always. Now, the cool thing is, is, and I've seen this in your content, mm -hmm. right, is that these five principles are now starting to come out. Yeah. So, so I think that's where dealerships, need, we need to head in that direction, mm -hmm. right? And it all starts at the floor. Yeah. It's all at the floor level. Exactly. Because what you have is that you've defined these brand, this brand by these five principles. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you have these brand ambassadors, mm -hmm. which are all your employees, including yep. yourself, yep. right? And now you're a brand ambassador. You need to go out there and be that ambassador. Absolutely. And you do that through content. Absolutely. So when did you start, when did you decide to hit the red button and start recording? <laughs> That's what I want, because honestly, that is the hardest part for everybody. Exactly. And you know what, believe it or not, a lot of my a lot of my ideas and a lot of my things, actually, um, I do follow you a lot, very religiously. Thanks. Um, and, um, you know, just being a LinkedIn community, and it's a massive network of people mm -hmm. that, you know, they're doing great things. They're changing people's lives. I mean, I am a big follower of Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. um, you know, and my biggest uh, mentor who actually got me into the dealership, uh, his name is Alan Dickey. Mm -hmm. Right, um, he's, he's one of the, uh, the sales coach and stuff. So there's a lot to learn, and I was like, you know what? I want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be that guy that you know what people, you know, when they come in, you're just not selling a car, but you're actually they're coming up with a problem. You know what? I need a vehicle. Help me out. Sure. Okay. You want to be that guy who's making sure that their problem is taken care of. That's it. What. You want to do it for the customer. Exactly. Here's the crazy part. You do it for the customer, you're the one that actually benefits from exactly. it, right? And I, I find that with a lot of the messages that we share with our consumers out there through advertising, yep. and you know, I'm not a fan of advertising, right, um, is very self-centered. Yeah. The message is incredibly self-centered, right? It's $250 bi-weekly payment, you know, call to action, fill out this form. You know, it's just, yeah. it's all in, it's all in my benefit. It's all about me exactly. as in, at the dealership. It, how is that actually beneficial? Like there's no, like where's the- There's like, a fine line, yeah. I was in a meeting the other day at a dealership complaining about how their leads are down, right? Yeah. So I started looking through their forms. I'm like, please for love of God, tell me how any one of these forms are actually beneficial to the customer. <laughs> because I've seen your lead response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just click bullshit. a button, that's it. <laughs> like it know? is, it's, you know, it's like when someone legitly asks a question, Barely responding to that probably, question. You yeah. actually, and then all you do is just asking for the appointment. Because you know why, though? Because we're so comfortable in our zone. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I one of the things that I do with my salespeople is, um, and again, they're tremendously, you know, they're great at their job. You know, I love them to death. And what I like to do is, anyone is a downtime. Hey, go out there. You know, go to go to Home Depot. We have a Home Depot right next door. Nice. Go to Home Depot. You know what? Talk to the manager. Be like, you know what? Do a community flyer. Okay. Any of your employees, you know, need a vehicle, okay, put her, put her in a lunchroom or something, you know, they get, they get uh, cost plus 2%, mm -hmm. right? What's wrong with that? Go to Walmart, you know, go out there and grab this. It's self-prospecting. And that's really what it is. Look, exactly. We, we, I've talked about this a bunch, and I know if people are going on the podcast, go, Jason, you say it all the time. But <laughs> right now, we are at a plateau yeah. in sales, right? Yeah. I mean, look, industry-wide, we're, we're staring down the barrel of flat yep. or 
actually low, lower numbers than exactly. the previous year. Manufacturers yeah. are literally admitting that, exactly. hey, this is going to be a soft year for us. And we're anticipating a soft couple of years, really, over the next two to three years. The funny thing is that people are all getting worried about this. It actually happens all the time. We usually have three, four years of prosperity, and then we plateau out, and then it yeah. kind of builds up again. It so up. it's no surprise. But with that said, though, that means there's just going to be less people in market for a car. All right? And everybody is going to be, you know, scrambling to try to get their attention mm-hmm. you know what what we do with that attention or how we gain that attention is incredibly important right exactly if we the 250 dollars bi-weekly payment or that 69 dollars weekly payment is not going to do it anymore no. right no you gotta get hand-to-hand combat style get out there like you did with the the flyers and say yeah. hey look i'll do this for this you know you, you work <clears throat> it's your pma you know you know what it's can own it exactly right <laughs> what i do um and again you know that goes for all the salespeople out there is you know we're gonna when it's, when it's raining outside when it's snowing whether it's cold it doesn't matter okay customers are not walking through the door but you've got customer you've got service customers you can talk to okay how many times you get onto the phone and you follow up hey you know what happy birthday by the way how's your car mm-hmm. by the way if there's anybody looking for a vehicle that you know what can you can you let me know mm-hmm. right and any time, I have a three months follow up with every client, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anybody looking for a vehicle, you know what? Please let me know, right? My biggest pet peeve is when salesperson, you know, just misery loves company, okay? You know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's, you know, it's bad weather outside, you know, we're not selling cars, the leads are down, we're gonna just, you know, complain and all that stuff, right? But here's, you have five sitting customers on your, on your, on your service, you know, waiting area, Talk to them. Oh, I know, right? Know? I just have, get up and have a conversation. Exactly. Have a spiff <laughs> with your uh, service advisors and be like, you know what? Listen, who's out of the warranty? Who's, uh, you know, who's in the need of an uh, engine replacement? It's awesome. it's funny you say that because uh, very early on in my career, right, uh, when I was a salesperson, I saw opportunity there. Yes. Right, and I was slipping twenty to fifty bucks per advisor for cool. a lead. You know what I mean? And it got a little out of control where some people saw what I was doing yeah. and they started doing it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these advisors were making freaking bank. But nothing you know, wrong with they that. Were get, they were getting some serious yeah. money from it to the, to the point where finally the dealership to come in and actually create a process so that right. it was actually somewhat fair. But with that said, though, I, 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 look, I'm a little annoyed with the general sales population out mm-hmm. there because I just don't feel that they're owning their craft I feel like when I was in the business, and I've been in the business as long as you have. Right. Yeah, exactly, as long as you have. Um, you, you know, when I started selling cars, like, it was it was a craft, you know, and, and things were different then. It's, you know, the, the bottom of the barrel, you got fired. You know, it was, yeah. it was a very do-or-die right? kind of thing. And your paycheck, we never thought that our paycheck was defined by our dealership's um, efforts, but our own efforts, exactly. you know, I mean, that's actually how I got started in doing all this digital marketing stuff. I got started selling cars, mm-hmm. right? Someone never told me that there is a slow season. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. started selling in the high season, yeah. making money, yeah. like real money. And then all of a sudden it got cold. And all of a sudden, I was making half or a third of what I was normally doing. I'm right. like, oh, this shit ain't right. Like, right. they don't settle well with me. Exactly. Right? And, and that's when I went and decided to actually build my own website. Because back then, websites were very, very, yeah, very, yeah. very, very, very rough, yeah. right? And, you know, I mean, inventory wasn't even on them. If you did, you had to manually, I'd actually manually code inventory images straight really? to the site. Oh, there wasn't inventory. The first one, I mean, I started using dealer.com about 18 years ago, oh, you know? Okay. And that was one of the first kind of systems that had an inventory function right. to it, right? 
But before then, I, I had my own website. It was Jason Sells Cars. Um, and I would only list about 10 used cars on there. Right. And that's how I made my way through those slower seasons and maintained it. But back then, that seemed so normal. It seemed yeah. normal that there were people hacking it, going to the Home Depot, exactly. right, dropping off the flyers, exactly. going to the local business to do that. And then today, I just, I, like you said, misery love company. I, I, all, I, all I see out there, I walk into a dealership, I see a bunch of salespeople yeah. either sitting around or staring at the phones yeah. or just literally crying over their lunch about how bad it is. <laughs> I had one of those stories where uh, when I first started a car dealership, I was at Mitsubishi. And uh, uh, we had this, you know, this older gentleman, you know, he's our general manager, uh, Sam. Um, it, was, you know, it was a beautiful sunny day and there was uh, a gentleman with his wife looking at, you know, walking around the lot and stuff. So he comes right next to me. He goes like, you know what? They are really not buying cars out there. So do you want to bring them in? You know? So stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like you work, listen, you work at a car dealership, yep. right? So you need to be mobile, right? If customer cannot come to you, go to them. Exactly. Right? It is important. But you know what? When do you want to set up a car? No, go to them, test drive the vehicle, and then let them figure it out. Yeah. Right? Simple as that. So... We emphasize on, on, on sort of like convenience, your customer's convenience. That's mm -hmm. the number one thing for us, mm -hmm. okay? We will go to your dealership, we'll go to your home, we'll go to your office, test drive the car, let me know what you think. See, that's what I say. So that's that's a perfect example of how you know those those kind of five principles of awesomeness, exactly. you know, that those brand, that brand, yep. right, overflowed into your sales process so that now the processes are actually dictated by what the brand supports. Absolutely. You know, and that's a perfect example. Hey, we're all about convenience. It's part of one of our one of our principles, yep. right? And just we're gonna drive the car we're to you. We're gonna come to you. We're gonna come exactly. to you do it. That's awesome. Exactly. And that is the reason why. I mean, you know what? Um, I actually had a customer the other day. Um, she's looking at a Lexus. Mm -hmm. She's looking at a BMW. Mm -hmm. She's looking at a Genesis. And guess what? Nobody offered to come to her place. You know, and I just even like I was like just I was crazy. just shooting the show. I was like, you know what? Let me come to your house. You know, are you available like in a half an hour? Mm -hmm. Done. Guess what? I sold the car on the spot, got a deposit over. I was like calling my general manager. I was like, you know what? It was Take convenient. Absolutely. It. There's nothing wrong with that right. at all, right? But here you have people selling hundred thousand dollars car, and they're just they expect the customers to come in, and then <sighs> that's a fundamental problem in our industry actually altogether, right? Yeah. Is that we're we're expecting. It's like for some reason we like open our doors, we sell cars, we spend tons of money on marketing, and then we just expect the customer to do what we want them to right. do. Right. Like, like what? I don't, you know, there's not a lot of industries out there that are like that. Yeah. There's, we're one of the few last ones that we actually expect the customer to do what we want we them want to do. We want them to do. Because every other industry, it's the polar opposite. Yeah. We do what the customer expects us to do. Exactly. You know? And the customer's exactly. expectation is much higher than it ever has been before. And what the customer is looking for, look, they have 13, 14 different Kia dealerships they're choosing yep. from. All right, their expectation is that you meet the expectation, but then in reality, you actually exceed Exceed that. All right, so look, minimum expectation is I'm gonna come in, it's gonna be somewhat of a peaceful experience, yep. all right, I'm gonna get a good deal, you know, I'm not great, I'm gonna get a good deal, yep. right? Right, and then I'm going to drive away with it. Right, that's that minimum expectation. But in reality, we have to exceed, exceed, exceed that. that, and that's where coming in and developing out that brand mm -hmm. and those principles, like you have done, you know, really plays into it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's cool because you guys have developed this. Now we're seeing it flow into your sales process, yeah. 
And then I've seen it recently start flowing into your guys' marketing efforts. Marketing, right? When did that start? So that started about uh, um, about four years ago mm -hmm. um, when we made a serious decision that, hey, you know what? We need to be different. We need to be more creative that way mm -hmm. um, and understand, you know, what the customer wants, right? And how can we reach to, you know, uh, uh, all these all these people out there who are actually coming coming to our dealership and going, you know, door to door every time, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to tap into those market. And one of the biggest thing that we actually made a change, we actually signed up with Dealer Socket uh, last last two months ago, I think. Which is an amazing tool. Love it. But I mean, it is NATO. Exactly. I mean, like the amount of information oh there is astronomical. So, yeah, yeah. but a tool is only as good as how well you use how it. Use, yeah. And but the cool thing is that you, the, see, the neat thing with you guys getting into a very advanced tool like that is that you had these series of principles already set up. Yeah. So those flow into the usage of how you guys use that system. So I mean, as it goes for you know, as it goes for flowing in, I mean, we've got we've got clients, you know, they understand and then they value these these five principles, right? Mm -hmm. And and we explain to them and they uh, uh, and they see it. They're like, oh my God, like this has been the most, you know, like pain painless deal ever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that goes to show you the importance of just be, being transparent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And everything is laid out. Everything is done. Here's what you pay. Um, there's no pressure. You can cancel anytime you want. And uh, you know what? Just give me a call whenever. Yeah. Whenever you need anything. Now, when did you guys, um, I mean, look, you did the right steps. You, right. you took the time to develop out. Then you let it flow into your processes mm -hmm. and, and the utilization of certain tools, right. right? Even better. When did it become a part of you guys' marketing efforts? That's always been our... It's always been. It's always okay. been. Okay. So, so then what is that, um, what's that process when you guys are creating content? Like, how, how, did, how did that all start, right? So that's just me, actually. It's just you. Just okay, me. so you're the... Yeah. So that's just I'm me. the captain of this ship. Exactly. This is what I'm going to do. Exactly. Before I came into the dealership, there was no marketing whatsoever. All we did was just Scarborough Mirror and that's it. Just ads. Just ads. Just ads. Right? Yeah. So uh, getting into the YouTube, getting into Facebook, getting into the Instagram and all that stuff, that's, I've created that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because honest to God, I mean, like, you know, there's, back then was a, in a whole, um, you know, mailing this and that. Now is the internet. Now it's the you know, social media era. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need to be. If you're not on social media, you're empty. You're missing out. Well, and that's right. Because yeah. what it is is that we gotta stop selling. Exactly. We gotta start branding. Mm -hmm. You guys are doing that. Yes. And if you're gonna brand, if you're gonna brand appropriately, you have to do it through social, social media because that's where you're gonna be able to tell that yeah. story and let people consume it. Right. You know, and we have a full time, uh, full time marketing guy uh, cool. who works with me, Mike Pingali. Um, phenomenal guy, and um, you know he he knows his stuff. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, what are we gonna target? What we need to do? And just make it exciting, exciting for people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've got really good products, and Kia, by far, you know, I would say, you know, brings out a lot of exciting products. Like we've got a Tally Ride that's coming in. Uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting. That actually looks pretty cool. I've been watching that. That's exactly. pretty neat. The Stinger was a hell of a story. Like, well, trading car of the year, right? Come on, right? So, uh, uh, so you know, that's that's competing with like you know Porsche, BMWs, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, 
the brand perception is now a lot of people are seeing that and obviously adding that five principles of awesome that kind of now brings the value way higher now yeah because what it is is the manufacturer increased their brand equity exactly all right by putting some pretty impressive um mm -hmm. you know tech out and and pretty impressive product out yeah. now you guys get to just enhance that because you guys have already developed out this brand equity of these five principles exactly so what uh, now is it all when we're talking about content creation it's all on you you just hit the red button you go yeah, I go yeah I go my <laughs> own because you know what I want people to come to me I, you know I want people to know who Raj Day is yeah. you know what I mean so you know yes I do um, you know like I work at Scarborough Kia and stuff like that but you're selling yourself that's the number one thing well that's the story people are buying into right? exactly you know if you are if you're not selling forget about cars like you can sell anything to anyone but mm -hmm. people need to trust you that's yep. the number one thing and what I find you know, generally when I'm selling 25, 30 cars a month, it's it's important that you build that rapport with the client, right? And uh, and rest is just, you know what, you sign the dotted line, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you build a value of yourself and the product, there shouldn't be any reason why you should, you know, discount or, or anything. Now, I... Yeah, 100%, right? And that's how you know, I find what ends up happening is that we end up talking a lot about the acquisition side. Mm -hmm. Then there's this huge monster retention side, mm -hmm. and and so what people don't realize is that the the value of the brand efforts goes if and it, it, it's 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 just overflowing. Yeah, it literally fulfills everything. So on the acquisition side, you guys are running, I guess, ads then against certain audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I mean, we're running ads, you know, obviously with uh, uh, you know repeat customers as well. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like we do uh, um, whoever's coming up to release maturity and all that stuff. Um, just targeting our, our, I mean, your main goal is to target your previous clients. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, cause you can turn them into ambassadors. That's it. Because yep. they already have the product. You've sold it to them once. Mm -hmm. you know? Now, you know, A, you get the, uh, uh, the used car, uh, lot filled up again. So mm -hmm. then there's another market on that. Uh, and these people are getting into another vehicle. Right? So I think what's key is that, like I said, you, first steps first, you set, yep. you set up the branding, right? Mm -hmm. And, and then when we get into acquisition, there are multiple strategies, right? You have people that are actually pursuing a Kia, mm -hmm. which is not a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I don't miss it. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Where Kia puts out some great product, but yeah. it's still not, you know, up there, yeah. up there, right? Yeah. Um, but they got great stories, so mm -hmm. I think they're they're heading in the right direction. So there are people that are actually pursuing a Kia, but then there's people that are pursuing comparable vehicles, mm -hmm. right? And you're focusing on those as well, absolutely, right? And then of course you have your existing customers. What I think dealerships need to realize is that there's never one strategy that exists. You guys are constantly running multiple strategies, mm -hmm. but the messaging with all those strategies come back. Mm -hmm. Always, always, always get defined by what those brand pillars, in this mm -hmm. case, those those five principles, principles of, awesomeness. of awesome. Exactly. Oh, I love and, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and again, I mean, you know, I'm very glad that you said this. I mean, you know, it is important that, you know, customer retention, it's, you know, like there, you can, you can bombard people with emails and, and phone calls and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's good to just, just be you, like, yeah. just, just call them. I mean, hey, you know what, you're not even, you didn't even need to like, you know, say like, hey, you know what, how's your car, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. how, how are you doing? No, no, 100%. So I, what I'd like to do is, um, now some kind of identify what this is, you know, and this is kind of what I think the dealerships, what managers are kind of responsible yep. for, right? Mm -hmm. How does the salesperson, how does the salesperson kind of support these efforts? What can they do? You have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, the salespeople, you know what, at the end of the day, we, you know, we, 
we have we, like we are our, our team is a very very established team and uh, you know uh, our captain you know he uh, our general manager he's a very strong believer of working together as a team right? mm-hmm. so if you know we have sales meeting every single Saturday mm-hmm. right and we go over a lot of things and what we should focus on you know um, and uh, to be able to have that you know ideas brainstorming and stuff like that that goes big right mm-hmm. Um, salespeople, they have their input as well. You know what I mean? But they're the front line, so we have to value that. Oh, know? of course. They're the ones that are actually understanding and negotiating and everything uh, with the customer, mm-hmm. right? And uh, whatever input they give us, that's that's massive. And, you know, and that's where how we get to make slight changes and make sure that, you know, we execute the plan. Well, they need to be true believers in these five principles, Absolutely. right? I mean, it's, it's, they don't just necessarily need to agree and think nope. that it's a good idea. They actually have to execute. Oh, yeah, that's part of their principles. sales plan. That's part yeah, because I think process. that's what it is. is I'm, I'm looking at, look, we, um, we train mm-hmm. on the what to do's, right. right? We develop on how to do those better, right? Sometimes we coach. Sometimes it's with the other ships don't necessarily get to that level, mm-hmm. right? Where we really kind of coach each individual and develop out their talents on an individual level. That's why I kind of call it coaching. But very seldomly do we ever do actually with team building. Right. We, we almost totally miss that spot entirely. Exactly. Right? But the neat thing is that when you have these five principles of awesome, right, you have to... It, it, it's embedded at the team level. Mm-hmm. Every member of the team, the from team. the receptionist to the salesperson yeah. to the yeah. service advisors, all need to support, support this or that. it don't freaking work. It doesn't work. I mean, I've got a lot of guys, you know, that, that consistently, I mean, if you, if you come, on, come to our dealership on a Saturday, you'll see our technicians, um, you know, if, if you pull in and they will be actually guiding you. Here's a parking spot right over there. Right? <laughs> without customer having to look like hey I need to get a parking spot right mm-hmm. so it starts from the gecko and then you come into uh, you know inside our dealership and you go to the receptionist and and yada yada, yada. and it just follows you know it's the streamlining buddy yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it all it, it's it's cool that it's just because like I said these principles just they give direction everybody yeah. gets direction from this yep yeah. yep yeah. And uh, it's huge for us. We're so at the sales of... manager level, mm-hmm. you know, where you're responsible, how do you kind of consistently always make sure that you are encouraging what these principles mean to your team? Being positive and just trying to engrave in their head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is what we live by every single day, right? Just just make sure that you emphasize on these uh, these five things and, you know, and, and you don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Right? And making sure that, you know, transparency is number one and, uh, you know, obviously values and all that stuff. And making sure that you sell the product, just not because you're earning a paycheck, but making sure that you're helping, you know, uh, a customer, what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Right. We've got many times we've got people coming in, you know, asking for a wrong vehicle. And that's part of your sales process. You're supposed to ask, and what do you need? And that a 25-year-old girl doesn't need a $50,000 car. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, with a part-time job. So what's important is guiding them to the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously creating, you know, that, re- that report with the client. Well, you're doing it for them. Exactly. Not necessarily for yourself. Exactly. 
But the funny thing is it always ends up working out. It always ends up working out, right? (laughs) We're doing very well, actually. (laughs) Now, I'm just going to think, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast right now, um, I'm thinking, you know, sales managers are listening to us, and they're like, Raj, all right, this is cool. You know, they're shaking their head. I'm down. I get this. I get this. You know, but but my dealership doesn't have five principles of awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, what is, how can I, at that level, that sales manager level, how can I... Make a difference. Yeah. How, how can I? How can I? But give what? You what do you believe in? You know, the fundamental things are like you know. What do you believe in? Your you know, like what do you think your strongest points are? Like why should Raj Day do business with you? Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to either you know a, a, a set a you know a set a foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? What do you guys believe in? You guys believe in a product? Because salespeople, you know, like sometimes I go to this particular deal. I'm not gonna name which one, but. There's you know there's salespeople rotating every two months, sure. right? So, how, like, where do you find the balance, right? Like, whether the owner doesn't believe in the salespeople, or or the salespeople don't believe in what the strategy of the of the owner. Right? That, that's a really good point. Do you feel that these five principles really kind of help um, glue down your staff? I mean, you don't necessarily have as much of a high turnover rate, yep. you know, because they completely understand what their goal objective is, is to provide the customer this experience based on these five principles. Absolutely. Number one. And, you know, that's been, I mean, we've got people there for 19 years. We've got people wow. there for 20 years. Um, there's a reason why they're staying, mm-hmm. right? And it also has to do with, you know, uh, from above, Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got your job manager, you've got the owner, and they said they, they actually built this dealership um, and they've built an empire now, um, you know, based on these beliefs. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is a reason why, you know, we are all successful and, you know, we want to make sure that people, you know, come to us and they feel that and they be a part of it. Of course, of course, that you makes know? sense. Yeah. And, and so that's what I mean. Look, there's so much, God, there's just so much damn value. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I struggle with why dealerships don't take the time to identify, you know, these branding principles. Exactly. You know, I, I don't get it because, I mean, you can see yourself, there's just been so much value in you guys having those principles, yep. you know, ju- not just from the process perspective, but the the stickiness of your employment and mm-hmm. people wanting to stay because they actually have direction and purpose behind what they're doing. It's not the fact they're just moving metal. Nope. Right? They're no. moving metal with a purpose, and yep. the purpose is to meet these five principles, exactly. you know? It's just... I, I, I don't know. I, I can't seem to figure out why. It's incredible. It's why, incredible. why don't more dealerships do this? Why why do why do we consistently default to this just fucking run an ad, and, but not actually put in the time to develop, develop out these principles? I don't. Yeah. One of the things that you know what frustrates me the most is that when customer comes in and they went to Toyota dealerships when they're selling 150 cars a month, mm-hmm. and they're like, when we were walking, we looked at five different cars in the showroom, and nobody even said hi. I just cannot fathom how I know, this I've, I've heard that too. Right? Yeah. So, you know, and you're going to complain about your paycheck, right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, so we need to be, you know, again, it goes to everybody, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, it's a learning curve for every, every single person out there. You know, we need to make sure that, you know, if people are coming, all I see is a dollar sign. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I need to make sure that I will do everything in my power to close them. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Right? As long as it's all within those within five principles. Those, exactly. Right? See, you that's, I, mean? I just don't, I don't know why enough dealerships are not taking the time to really put this out. Yep. And I can only say that I probably know maybe a dozen. 
all right, that have effectively done this and really let those principles dictate what those processes yep. are going to be, what their marketing efforts are going to be. Exactly. You know, and the bottom line is their customers mm -hmm. feel it. And you see it, you actually see it in things like their mm -hmm. Google reviews. Yeah. You, you can actually physically see where those principles are actually being implemented in because they're saying stuff on the reviews. Like, it was a no-pressure environment. Exactly. You know, they were very convenient. They came to me. You know, like, you literally see those principles start to actually come out in physical words in those customers' reviews. Absolutely. And one of the things that I like, um, uh, that I, and again, you know, I, I go out there and explore, you know, the industry as much as, as possible, as much as I can. You know, one of the things that's that good because you you want to continue yeah. to educate. You yeah. want to see what exactly. best practices. What's out there. Exactly. You know who's fucking it up, who's doing it right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just walk into a dealership and as a customer and just find out. And you know what? What can I do differently? Sure. You know, how can I improve myself? How can I improve my staff? Right. Mm -hmm. The best example is when I went to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Grand Touring, right? And they don't, okay. they don't really market that much, right? But it's, well, their cars don't really need it either. Exactly, right? <laughs> so there's a reason why. Yep, right? very, 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 very niche product. Very niche you know, product. Beautiful right? Lambos, Rolls That's Royces, it. you know, uh, Bentleys. And Bentleys, all that. yep. So, you know, and you learn a lot, right? Mm -hmm. You learn how people are taken care of. Like, you know, whether you're not going to believe, I mean, a lot of the things have to do with your dealership itself. So you're saying they didn't have an ego when you went in? It wasn't like, I'm just saying like, I walked to a Toyota dealership, I look at five cars, someone, someone could talk to me. You're saying that you went to there and it was like... Instant, buddy. <laughs> Instant, right? You've got the managers walking around, they're waiting to talk, right? They're yep. just, they're just dinner. And then you know what? We're talking about half a million dollar cars and stuff, 100%. right? And just the atmosphere, right? And you you feel like you are you worth a million dollar mm -hmm. every time you walk in. Right, and that is the reason why what we do best at the dealership at Scarborough Kia is when people come in, they're like, you know what, I've like this experience has been amazing, right? And you can actually, you know, anybody's listening to this podcast, they should just Google Scarborough Kia and find out why we do what we do. Well, the proof's you right know? there. Like, That's read it. the reviews. That's it's it. literally there. That's, it. That's something you don't pay customers to do. No, right? You know, that's just gonna they're gonna go up there and they're gonna write you know five star review all the time, mm -hmm. right? Um, and believe it or not, I mean, people, uh, you know, they, they've come in as far as St. Catharines, Niagara Falls to come and see me. You know, there's a reason why. Yeah, right? we got to stop thinking that price is the reason we're no. buying cars. No. Is it important? Sure it is. You know, is it the most important thing? Hell not. You know, I, I've, when I had my dealership, I always trained my staff. I told them there were three stories that had to be told, right? The story of the product, mm -hmm. the story of the dealership, mm -hmm. and then the story of the manufacturer, right? Because at the end of the day, what we do is we collect stories. Exactly. Right? There's, there's a reason why guys are out there walking around with, you know, hats that says Ram on it. Yes. You know, it was a reason why um, I, bought a, a Mazda, I bought a Mazda RX-7. And when I bought the car, right, it actually came with a jacket that had the Mazda logo on it. I wore right. that thing all the time. Right on. I wore that all the time. So you've got that connection. Because I bought into the history and the story, exactly. and I wanted to represent that, exactly. you know? Um, the other day, I was filling up gas. This is a funny one. I was filling up gas the other day at a gas station, and, you know, I have a bright orange car. You know, this yellow Porsche pulls up to me, and we're both kind of looking at each other, trying to figure out whose car's brighter. I'm like, I'm pretty sure his is. But, you know, I, I, I noticed he was wearing this black jacket on the back. It said Faf. Okay. Right? So I'm just like, I start talking to him because I just assumed he was a car salesman, yeah. right? So I just talked, how was your month? You know, how was it going? You know, what, you know, it's right just, on. you know, the normal, yep. you know, car size goes together. Yeah. You know, we just immediately start our lingo. You know, we just like yeah. get into it, you get know, you know, how was it, right? 
and, and the guy he felt bad because he didn't you know he, he thought maybe I knew him and he was, he was just, so he just kind of went along for them we, we had about a couple minutes in the conversation and he realized he goes wait a second I think you think I sell cars don't you <laughs> and I'm like oh snap you don't he goes you know he goes no I was he goes I'm a financial advisor I thought we met at one point in time so oh, I was just wow. so, so two of us were just going on in this conversation <laughs> so then I'm like dude what's up with the faff jacket you know what I mean he's like oh I got this when I purchased my vehicle there you go but he's wearing it so what store did he buy it was I mean it had faff written on the back yep. a tiny print on the front it said Porsche so what was he representing it it's, wasn't the manufacturer it was the story of the dealership the right you know and and how they how they have um, you know again the brand perception and you know whatever whatever you're buying you know it has to do with how it's presented Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've got you know people, you know Under Armour was big, big on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they know what people want, and they know the right type of marketing what they have to do to get to that level. Yeah, you know what I mean. So again, story is number one. You know, if mm-hmm. people are coming to buy stuff from Scarborough Kia, they need to know the origin of it and understand that you know what what it took to come to this level for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know what? Believe it or not, I mean, we've got we've got so many customers that come in. They're like, you know what? We wouldn't go anywhere else, you know. And again, it might sound like I'm we're bragging about it, but it's actually important. Oh, it's the story of your dealership. Exactly. Th- those principles are the story of the dealership. And I'm assuming, and I'm sure there is, it, your sales process obviously has a process has in a there process. where that story gets communicated exactly. every single time. Now, the cool thing is being in a Kia dealership, you got a great dealership story to go mm-hmm. off of, and you got some really cool manufacturer story to go off right Absolutely. now. There's some great stories that are, that, that are existing there, right? And the products are new. They're exciting. They're yeah. very tech-heavy. Yeah. So you got great product stories. You got great dealership story. You got great manufacturer story. And like, you got a great salesperson. Well, see, it all kind of just works together, works together, you know? And it's just, and, and the cool thing is that when all that kind of, you know, drives together, that's where we birth an experience. That's, that's what it is. It's the experience. I feel like sometimes we're like, we're doing things because we want to create an experience. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that that's not the case. The experience is the byproduct of doing shit right. Absolutely. You know, it's Absolutely. like, it's just a byproduct. It's not, I don't go in with the intention of, you know, Look, user experience is really hot right now. It's a buzzword. Yep. You know, it's like everybody needs what do they need? They need an experience. experience. You know, but <laughs> people need to realize that the, the experience is not something that you just go and buy. Yep. It's not a system that you just go and sign up for yep. or a product you go and sign up for. It's yep. it's like the byproduct of doing all these things. All these little things. Then that comes together and it shows. Absolutely, absolutely. It shows. And the cool thing is, I imagine it even shows. In that PL statement, too. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? I mean, it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're removing a lot of that friction. Yeah. You're removing a lot of that stress. Yeah. Okay, when you break those barriers down, look, dude, you're making more money. I, I get, I'm sure you're you golden. Are, right? You know? And uh, yeah, you know, we've got like, you know, we, there's a lot of things, you know, there's, we need to evolve more. We need to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, we need to get to, you know, um, you know 100 plus cars every month. Yeah, you know that's that's our goal, right? And it's how, just hammering that message. Hammering that message. Get that message out there. Exactly. I'm curious. I always find with most dealerships is that there's a split in their ad spend. Okay, between marketing, mm-hmm. and I mean marketing, talking about those five principles, yeah. right? And then advertising, which is 
pretty much cut up, regurgitated ad mats from your manufacturer, right? right? You know, what is your guys's kind of spend level? How much do you think you, what percentage do you think you spend on ads versus what percentage do you actually spend on marketing? We spend now, it's basically like 80-20 now. So we ah, spend, see, that's, yeah. We find that consistent. We are now totally focused on marketing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we are doing everything we can to market our dealership. You know what I mean? Marketing our salespeople, right? Like, I mean, we are all over TTC, Boston, Scarborough. Nice. Um, uh, all, all the bus shelters and stuff like that. But this is just, you know, and one of the best things I really find is that, you know, the salespeople are doing a tremendous job of just, you know, just going there and grabbing, you know, all these all these people. Like, you know, they actually, we have on a, on, a, on a Friday that, you know, three, four salespeople, they go out. Okay, mm -hmm. and they try to you know talk to different businesses, right? Because hey, work it, work it out, get it right? out there. You're not doing anything at the dealership, anyways. So yeah, I got a strategy for you that I've, I've been wanting someone to execute. I haven't had anybody execute mm -hmm. on this yet. Do it, because um, I, I we actually chatted about this the other day. Me and Austin did is influencer marketing, mm -hmm. right? Influencer strategies. Okay. I don't. There's not a dealership I know that's really actively doing this. Even though you guys, what it sounds like, by going out there to mm -hmm. work with these businesses, you're kind of taking the first step of what I think the strategy lays out. Okay. So let me lay this out for you and see if there's something you could jam with. Um, is that when you go out there, the goal is to is to create a relationship, but also to collaborate mm -hmm. with these other brands, right? So let's say it's um, Little Tony's Pizza down the street. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have a Little Tony's yeah, Pizza. Yeah. I'm just using yeah, that example, absolutely. right? You know, look, you know, every Saturday we typically order. Something I find pizza, burgers, yep. or pitas are kind of like the the go-to fuel for exactly. for you know for salespeople, right? It's like in between test drives and shove something in your mouth and just kind of move along, right? So so what I'm kind of saying is that the content that we start putting out should be a collaboration between us and another business because what we're doing is trying to create new audiences. We do that. We do that. Sweet. And, <laughs> and you know, we're we're actually I've been doing it for the last three four years now. Uh, so we are situated uh, right off of 401. Um, and then we have Scarborough Town Center, you know, one of the Scarborough. Oh yeah, just right, just right down just the street, right yep. down the street from us. So what we do is that you know when people come in and stuff like that, we have a, actually a voucher um, that uh, you know we we leave our car there in the parking lot too. They can do test drives and stuff, mm -hmm. and you get a hundred dollar voucher just for a test drive. Oh wow, at Scarborough Town Center. Really? Yeah. So you get to do anything you want. You get to shop any, anywhere you want, um, and then our ads are everywhere on the mall. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, we are there, buddy. Like we are. Like you feel like you would have to be blind to miss us. Nice. Let's put it that way. Well, so I would take then I would push you the next step mm -hmm. and really start creating content around the town center, meaning going into the stores, talking to the store owners, right, and creating that content and putting that content out there to try to combine your audience. Right now, you've gone as far as you know. Let's let's collab. Let's right. let's physically be there. That's right. perfect. Okay. Right. And I, would, I would say is take it one step farther okay. and like really get into each one of those shops because each one of those shops have a following. Exactly. They have an audience, right? right? You can capitalize on that audience That's if you come in and try to bring value to them. So you go in there, you shoot a video with them. You know what's funny? Yeah. I was actually thinking about doing it. Um, I actually emailed uh, one of the general manager at the Bay store. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have a Bay entrance by Scarborough Town Center. Mm -hmm. So I was actually, I emailed uh, Lisa and um, um, what my goal was to make sure that I put a, like if I can put a car inside, mm -hmm. you know, and all decked out and you know logos and all that stuff. And uh, 
you know, get that exposure from there. And, you know, in return, when people come in, they can fill out a ballot box or anything like that, win a three-month lease or sure. win a six-month lease type of thing, right? Those those people, I was never going to... See, I find that to be real traditional, though, with good dealerships, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we're always kind of looking like, what's it in it for me? Right. See, what I'm thinking is going full on, no value to me whatsoever. So, you know, maybe it's like, you, maybe roll into the clothing area mm-hmm. and just say, hey, check out this new line. Man, you guys seen these new kicks? Look at these things. These things are badass. Mm-hmm. You know where you got to come see them? You got to come see them down here at, you know, at the, you, uh, Scarborough Town you, Center, right? You. So what it is is that piece of content then tagged by them. They see that you're putting selfless content out there. Yeah. It's not in your vow. It's not in yours. They share that. Now you're getting representation with their audience, and you're actually starting to work together with each Interesting. other. Interesting. I like that. You know, that's, like that. that's 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 done, that's buddy. <laughs> it's done. Sorry. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. No, done. Um, but but that's that's because I think you're right. I, I think we we. Um, what do you think is more of kind of like a sponsorship type deal, right? right. It's like, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, come in exchange for dollars, but we'll come in, you know, we can represent here, but, you know, it's just, so I'm looking for like a mutual representation where you actually kind of gather, right? It's like, you know, maybe going down to that local restaurant down the street and just doing a review and then just posting it on your social efforts saying, you guys got to come check this out. Like this, I like that. Like this pita, this pita is legit. Like I this like is that. off the hook. This is an amazing. Peter, piece of pizza, or burger yeah, joint, or yeah, absolutely. whatever you have, you have so many options where you are right there. Oh <laughs> like God, it's like a mecca of like food options just oh. right there, you know. Just Done, buddy. because each one of those people have an audience. They all have, have that audience. And the cool thing is that's your area, that's your PMA, that's exactly. your spot. You own that stuff, exactly. right? The cool thing is now you can run maybe just a small amount of ad spend against your local area. That's actually what you run as an ad. Well, wait a second, but that's not really in my benefit. 100% that's not in your benefit, right? What you're doing is you're showing the, you're showing your PMA, your space, yeah. is that you give a shit. Exactly. You care about your local area. Your local areas, local you businesses know? and stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, so much so, it's yeah. like, hey, I, Little Tony's? Little Tony's is badass. Love I'll put that. Little Tony's against any other pizza in oh, town. That's All amazing. Right? You guys got to come check out Little Tony's, right? So that's it. You, guys, that. you guys are so close. That's what I was saying. And I don't have a lot of dealerships that are that close. I think you guys could probably execute the crap right, out of that. All right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be done. Sorry. Some of these, sometimes we just, we just go on a tangent. We're just going to break out. Anyways. I love that. I love um, that. But you know what? I think what we'll do is, is it, uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up here. Yep. You know, uh, the bottom line is, is that we need to create those principles, those, yes. those brand principles, right? And everybody everybody needs to work at it, right? Everybody, all yes. the dealerships out there, you know, um, you know, hope this message, message resonates with you guys. You know, we need to believe in our product. Mm-hmm. We need to understand why, you know, we exist. Mm-hmm. What is our existence, right? And and just, just, just market the hell out of them, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, plenty of dealerships out there and you anybody can go to anywhere it's a differentiating factor that's what it is exactly it's it's your differentiating factor exactly. and when you let those principles give your marketing direction give your 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 sales process direction giving you know it, it just it collectively together all creates that experience, experience that we're all trying to do five star buddy all the time awesome <laughs> hey uh, for everybody out there that would like to connect with you you know and yep. jam with you a little more what's the easiest way to connect with you absolutely so you know um, again once again thank you so much for having me mm-hmm. you know and I uh, really really appreciate it it's my first uh, podcast <laughs> and uh, yeah so if people want to connect with me I'm on LinkedIn I'm a social media Instagram uh, Facebook um, and what's also, your handle how do we connect with you there so we can just get me uh, you know uh, Roger Scarborough Kia my email or um, uh, Raj Day on LinkedIn um, and as well as uh, you know just just 
just you know give me a give me a call whenever See, I, everybody comes under so approachable, and you are the same. So I really appreciate it, Raj. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate you coming and jamming oh, with me today. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. This has been excellent. <laughs> awesome.